Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Consumer to Creator podcast. I am your host, Daddy Mallorca, and I'm going to be honest, I nearly forgot the name of my own podcast there. Anyway, we're getting close to the end of the year now, and this is actually my last working week of the year before I take some time to just rest and recuperate ahead of 2023, which I am very excited for, and I will share more information about what I will be doing in due course. However, I've learned quite a lot over the course this year. I actually think that this is my most educational year yet. I think that I have developed a lot as a person and also in a business sense as well. I feel like I now have more of an idea of the direction I want to go in for 2023 and beyond. So with that in mind, I figured that now is a good time to share the biggest lessons that I've learned over the course of this year. So I've actually got 12 written down here and I'm going to be honest, I kind of copied the layout from Chris Williamson at Modern Wisdom, who also, if I remember rightly, had 12 lessons in his podcast, but whatever, I guess great minds think alike and all that stuff. So yes, anyway, without too much further ado, let's just get into the swing of things. So the first lesson and probably the biggest one, and I probably should have learned this a long time ago as well is you cannot do everything on your own so i'm going to be honest for the vast majority of my life i have pretty much been very independent i have decided i've sought to get things done without anyone else's input i tend not to wait for permission before i try and complete things or to take on projects and all of that stuff and part of the reason i started working for myself as well is because i didn't really like having a boss that i had to report to And I'm going to be honest, I haven't actually trusted that many people throughout my life as well. So it's honestly just much easier sometimes just to get stuff done on my own. And I have to admit that that worked to a certain point that got me my degree that got me to a point where I could move abroad. And also got me into a point where I could sustain my freelancing. However, as you start to scale, you will quickly see that you cannot do everything on your own. So I have sought help a lot more this year i have for example worked with mentors to figure out certain things and since i started crossfit in june and there's a lot of complex movements involved especially when it comes to weightlifting i now join classes and get coaches basically to teach me what to do as opposed to trying to do everything on my own and on top of that as well just being more open to meeting new people i think it's been a very very useful thing to have and it's been quite nice actually to be able to i guess loosen the shackles in that sense and to be able to build things with other people and feel part of a team i think that i work best as part of a small team i think that is why i like freelancing so much is because i can actually do that but also i think that as i look to grow this business to scale not just as a freelancer, but beyond that particular stage. So that I actually have my own thing properly. I understand that I will need other people's expertise. And number two on the list is that the task you don't want to do is exactly what you need to do in order to grow. I'm gonna use another story example here, but when I first started freelancing towards the beginning of it, I wasn't really having much luck about a year in. So I found myself at a crossroads. I could either actually make an effort to make this work or I could go and get a full-time job. And I strongly considered the idea of getting a full-time job to the point that I actually applied for a couple. Luckily, I didn't get any of them. But what I did realize after that is that actually I was just trying to apply for the full-time jobs because that was 
the more comfortable route and that would stop me from having to go through the discomfort of reaching out to clients of trying to find new work and trying to increase my income on my own and to do things that way and I've seen this multiple times as well over the course of this year too so whether that's for example having difficult conversations with clients or whether that is when I started CrossFit and I stopped using a normal gym the only reason I kept using the normal gym was just because it was less expensive to be honest but those are some examples and various other things that have happened as well and to be honest even when it comes to projects too I have found that sometimes I will put off writing certain articles until I absolutely have to and at that point I'm kind of like right this wasn't so bad for a start but I also could have done this much earlier as well so that honestly is something I'm still working on and that is something that I think will still take a bit of time to figure out but I'm glad that I actually learned that lesson now and I can start taking the steps to implementing what I have learned into my own personal life and the third thing is not everything that happens to you is your fault but how you react is entirely your responsibility so let's be honest life sometimes deals us a shit hand and sometimes it will be things that we had zero control over as well so let's say for example that your partner leaves you or you lose a big client those things weren't your fault and obviously they're not nice to happen but what you do afterwards is the most important thing so how you react is completely your responsibility and there's two ways you can go about this every time something bad happens you can either decide to do nothing and to go into the victim mindset of saying this is just what it is i'm just very unlucky all of that stuff as well or as difficult as it is you can try to make a positive out of a negative situation so let's say for example that your girlfriend or your boyfriend leaves you maybe you had certain things in your life that you weren't doing that you wanted to do like you wanted to pick up a new hobby or let's say for example that you let yourself go and you were eating really bad foods and you hadn't been going to the gym so you decide to get yourself back into a healthy routine let's say that your job lays you off well you can figure out what you want to do next do you even want another job in that same field Maybe it's a blessing in disguise that you can actually do something else. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you do want to get a job in that field, but you need to refine your skills so that you're more valuable to the market and you can earn more money. These are all things that are really important to think about. And I admit that I am quite privileged in the sense of I have always been a very optimistic person and I don't really shy away from adversity. I basically just see it as a case of, okay, cool, challenge accepted. Time for me to fuck shit up once again. So I think that's a good mindset to have. And if you take responsibility for what happens to you when life deals with a bad hand, you trust yourself more knowing that you can get yourself out of bad situations. That doesn't mean that you're never ever going to encounter difficulty again. That's always gonna be there, but you just have the tools to deal with the problems and to identify what went wrong and figure out how you can fix that next time. Considering what I just said, this fourth one might be a little bit of a paradox, but we're gonna roll with it anyway. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year is the more that you try to control, the less you have control over. So I'm not even gonna sit here and pretend that I haven't been a control freak for most of my life. I don't really like uncertainty that much. I can deal with things when they happen, but I don't like not knowing what will happen. And I've always tried to control pretty much everything that I can. So for example, I want to know exactly what I'm going to be doing in six months time, what I have to do in terms of my client work and trying to control other things as well that I don't really have control over. And I still have issues when it comes to controlling things. I do still like to know what is going on. I don't really like uncertainty still that much, but I also realize that those are weaknesses that I can work on and even if I don't become fantastic 
as I am with a lot of my strengths. It's good to just know that you have the tools to deal with them, but also just to adopt a different approach to life, which in my opinion, I think is one that is better. And over the course of this year, I have tried multiple new things. So earlier this year, I started a YouTube channel, for example, and just as a little teaser, I am actually going to be starting that again at the start of next year. So I have received my camera and I'm just putting together some video ideas and that, but we'll talk more about that in another video anyway. And what I've learned is that every time you try a new thing, you're gonna be shit at it to begin with. So you might as well do it anyway, because the quicker you get over that stage of being really bad at the thing, you start to become better. So as an example, I'm gonna use CrossFit here again. When I first walked into that gym, I had no clue what I was doing. That first workout was genuinely the most brutal thing I've ever done in my life. I didn't know how to use the echo bikes properly. I mean, I was okay with things like burpees and rowing because I'd done them before, but most of the other moves, I didn't really have a clue with what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't even know how to do kettlebell swings properly or anything like that. And the same thing when I tried different weightlifting things as well. So for example, the cleaning jerk and the power clean. I'm still not fantastic at these things, but I'm much better than I was before. My form has improved significantly. Most of that has been through actually just taking action. I mean, I do still watch some videos about these topics, but most of it's just been going in there, going to the gym, putting on my shoes, not backing down and continuing to improve so we'll see how that continues to go over the next 12 months this is the same with boxing which i also started earlier this year again i actually did a bit in 2018 as well but i forgot pretty much everything but the point is a lot of people don't like to be bad at something because of their ego even though they know that there are lots of benefits on the other side so just accept that you're going to suck at whatever you're trying to do and as you put in the hours, as you put in the reps, as you continue to improve on yourself, things are going to get better. And you'll look back in six months after you've started something and be like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Like as another example with the gym, I have realized over the last week or so in particular is that my fitness is much better. I'm much stronger than I was before. And all of these things, if I decided after that first workout, nope, not for me, not trying, then I wouldn't have realized these things. And I mean, there's some things that aren't for you. If you try something for a couple of months and you just don't like it, then okay, fine, fair enough. But if you actually enjoy doing something and you want to try something, and even if you don't know if you'll enjoy it or not, just stick with it for a bit and you will get better. This goes for your personal life and that also goes for your businesses as well. And another really important thing I've learned this year is to not be so married to your ideas. So I used to be incredibly rigid with not just what I wanted to achieve in terms of my goals, but also how I got there. So I would like literally sit down and plan out every single action I was going to take to get to the goal. The funny thing Thing is that everything that I've done that I've been really happy about wasn't actually my original plan. So for example, I never originally planned to start freelancing. I just saw it as a better way to move abroad without having to rely on a company. I mean, even with this podcast as well, I didn't really know that it was going to go down this route, but it's gone down this route and I'm pretty happy with it. I didn't know that I wanted to move abroad when I was at university, really. I thought that I was just going to live in London after I graduated. And I'm glad that I don't because life is much better now. All of those things were things that I was able to look at and see the opportunities because I was open-minded enough to see them. And honestly, I'm not where I thought I would be at the start of this year, but I'm in a much better place than I thought I would be at the start of this year as well. And I'm glad that I didn't stick to the original route. As you do anything, you're going to pick up more information over time and that's going to allow you to make better decisions accordingly. So what I did five years ago, for example, I look at some of those things now and I think that they were terrible things. They were terrible decisions. Have an idea of what you want to do, but don't 
be so obsessed with that particular outcome. Just allow the process to do what it's going to do. Trust that you're going to get to a good place. And that's really the best that you can do. And that's a much better way to approach these things. Because let's say if you do stick to your original idea, even though you get a feeling later that it's not really the best route, you're going to hate the entire process. This is the whole idea of that quote, winners never quit. That's not necessarily true in my opinion. I mean, yes, you need to persevere, but smart people know when to change direction. And this next one kind of ties in to the previous one as well. But the next lesson I've learned this year is to start and course correct. You don't need a plan. You just need to take action. So this is why I think that business degrees, for example, are really stupid. I mean, as I have mentioned in the past to multiple people, you're learning from someone who doesn't have a business about how to run a business, but also they teach you things like how to make a business plan and all of that stuff as well. But I don't teach you like, here's how you take action. Here's how you test your product to see if the market actually wants it. And here's how you make changes based on the feedback that you get. And this goes with everything as well. It doesn't matter if you want to run a business. It doesn't matter if you want to just have a hobby as well. You're not going to know everything when you start out. So just do something and then you can just course correct along the way. When I started photography, I used my iPhone. I then bought a DSLR. I then bought a mirrorless camera. I didn't know what I wanted to take photos of and I'm still evolving now. Same thing with writing. I started off by writing about sports because I liked watching football. I then stumbled somewhat into finance because that's just where the job opportunities were. And then over my freelancing career, I've tried multiple different niches. I found myself in the tech slash creative space now, which is a place that I had no idea I would be. But at the same time, I'm quite happy that I am here. So just do something. Don't worry too much about it and you can figure things out as you go along. Almost every successful person you see didn't have a clue what they were doing when they started out. They just figured things out and that's just how it went. And this next one has been quite topical, I think, over the last couple of months with all of the talk about inflation and energy prices and all of that stuff. But it is to think about how you can earn more and not how you can save money. So to be honest, I already had this idea in my head anyway. I subconsciously adopted this in, I'd say around 2020, when I started to think a bit differently about money and I started to actually see success in that particular area of my life. I said this before on a previous podcast as well, the whole talk with people now about here's how you can save 10p on your electricity bill and all of that stuff. And yeah, okay, fine. It's nice to save money, but I don't think it should come at a detriment to your quality of life. If you have to turn off your heating because you can't afford the heating and you have to freeze or you have to wear a sweater or something like that, that is a fucking awful trade-off in my opinion. I don't understand. I mean, I understand where that mentality comes from, but it's also a scarcity mindset and it needs to be fixed. I would much rather people be told, here's how you can start a business. Here's how to make a product that the market actually wants. Here's how to sell your services. Here's how to ask for a pay rise at work. Side note, I think promotions are really stupid, but anyway, not the point of the conversation. Very few people are having these kinds of conversations. For the last three months or so, I've literally just decided if I want something, then I'm going to make sure that I earn enough money to be able to get it. So if I want to go on holiday somewhere, I will make sure I earn the money to get there. I will say yes, if I want to go to that place and I'll just figure out how to earn the money to get there. If I want a new piece of clothing, same thing. Not by saving, but by actually earning more. Because the problem is, if you only look at things from a saving mindset, you are constantly going to have a scarcity mindset. And that means that you're always going to be living on the edge. You're always going to be living paycheck to paycheck. And 
The other problem with money, if you save it, is that inflation, as it's proven, devalues it. Now, I'm not saying to blow your life savings on Lamborghini or something like that. Pretty sure that if you had a family to support as well, they would not be too pleased with that. I do think it's important to have some personal savings. So I like to have six to 12 months of runway so that if something happens, then I have a cushion to fall back on. But at the same time, I don't agree with saving money just for the sake of saving money. Maybe my opinion will change as I get older. But I just think that for simple daily things like food and energy and stuff like that, and also for some luxuries as well, I think it's much better just to pay the money and think about how you can earn more and start to look at things that way. It's the whole idea of when people tell you, oh, if you don't buy X and Y coffee, then you'll save this much per year. It's like, fuck off, buy the coffee and just think about things from a different perspective as to how you can earn more money because there are so many ways to do this as well. If you want to stay in a full-time job, for example, try and find another job in your field that pays you more. If you've been at your company for a couple of years, ask for a promotion or a pay rise. If you are a freelancer, you can raise your rates or you can find clients that will willingly pay for the things that you do. Obviously, you have to make sure that you actually provide the value to the market for this to happen, but it's much easier than you think. And to be truthful, you can even do things like sell your old stuff. That still technically earns you the money to do whatever you want. So I traded in my old camera because I wanted a new camera, something like that. It works. And I think something will click in your brain if you try to take this approach because that's what happened for me anyway. So this next one I've already kind of touched upon, but I'm gonna talk about it a bit more anyway. And I that most people let their ego get in the way of things. So the reality is that most people will not start something because they don't wanna look stupid. They will not ask a question they don't know because they are too scared to say, I don't know the answer to this question. They will not start exercising because they don't want to look like an idiot. They will not start a business because they're scared of failing. And all of these things, no one really cares about outside of you. It's just that many people have an inflated sense of self to the point where they think that if they fail with one thing, they, in brackets, one person out of seven or eight billion or however many it is at this point, then the whole world is going to completely collapse. Like, okay, fine. If you have a nuclear launch code and you accidentally send that nuke up, then yes, fine, humanity might be fucked. But if you want to start a business or you want to go to the gym because you want to improve your quality of life, the reality is that you looking like an idiot on the trend bill is not going to cause a disastrous shift in how the rest of the world works. So another problem is that people want to try and do everything on their own. I've already talked about this as well, but people aren't willing to listen to experts in their field for advice. So I think you have to be selective with expertise because the reality is that a lot of people who are in quote unquote expert positions aren't really experts. If you look at a lot of middle managers, you will see this exact thing for what it is. I I have always said that middle management is basically just a place for people who are too stupid to make big decisions but want to look important. And you have people in that position who are shit leaders but also now aren't good at the job they were originally hired for. But for things like, let's say for example, I'm going to use my training again. When coaches who have 10 plus years of weightlifting experience and people who have competed at the CrossFit Games are telling me that my technique might not be correct and that there's a more efficient way to row or bike or things like that, it's probably a good idea to listen to them because me, in brackets person who has only been there for six and a half months, probably doesn't know everything. And I know it's amazing to think of that, but that's just how it is. So pretend that you know everything is really, really delusional, regardless of who you are. So we're coming close to the end of these lessons now. And 
I'm just going to talk about three more. And the next one is one that I really, really need to learn, but it's basically that life sometimes gets in the way. So let's go back to June 2022. I went on a trip to Norway. I came back from Norway and I had my passport. I left my passport in my jeans and I put my jeans in the washing machine. You can probably guess what happened next. My passport was completely fucked. So I had to get a replacement, which meant that I could not travel abroad for three months, which basically screwed up most of my summer travel plans. I had booked the trip to Switzerland, but obviously I didn't travel for that one. And yeah, it wasn't great. There's also other things as well where simple things. So let's say for example, the Wi-Fi goes down. I didn't have Wi-Fi in one of my old apartments for three weeks. And I spent a whole day waiting for the people to turn up and they didn't. And obviously that pissed me off quite a lot. But sometimes the problem is shit happens. And it's as simple as that. Sometimes life is going to get in the way. Sometimes you are going to be unwell. You can't predict 100% for example when your wife is going to give birth you can't predict when your kids are going to get ill and sometimes you might have a big bill to pay off so maybe you need to get a replacement part for your car maybe it just stops working altogether maybe your computer shuts down etc etc having a rigid schedule is a one-way ticket to constantly being annoyed at everything and also just to constantly be disappointed there needs to be some flexibility in your schedule for when these things happen because they are going to happen multiple times throughout the year and some of them will be quite small but others will be pretty big the lesson here is just to be flexible and to accept that things are going to happen and yeah okay they're going to be annoying like i'm i can't say that i figured out how to not ever get pissed off at things that go wrong because i always get pissed off at things that go wrong but if you can expect that they're going to happen and you can plan accordingly then that's a much better way to reduce the level of irritation that you have and the next most important lesson that i've learned this year is that what got you here won't get you there but sometimes it will for example i used to at university wake up at 5 a.m and go to the gym before spending quite a lot of time on my work throughout the day and then coming back and repeating the process that obviously was pretty good because it helped me to graduate with a pretty decent grade and for most of my early 20s i followed a similar pattern where i would wake up very early i would work I would do all that stuff and then I would repeat the process. I got to a point in 2021 where I actually started to earn a decent amount of money. And this year I was kind of like, okay, let's see maybe what we can do with waking up later. So I tried to wake up later. I'm talking past 7 a.m. and whatnot. And I hate it, to be honest. I really don't like it. So, I mean, I don't wake up at five now, but I do wake up at six. So it's kind of the same thing. So other things as well, I, for the last three years, have been meditating in the morning and journaling as well. I tried not meditating for a little bit and it took me about a week before I realized this is a terrible idea and let's go back to it. I meditate for roughly five minutes every day and I know some people do it more, but for me that five minutes works pretty well. So I don't see any reason to stop. Honestly, same thing with my work ethic as well. So I have been trying to find more of a balance in my life over the last year or so. And I think I found a pretty decent way to deal with things. But I also think that for me, work-life balance isn't necessarily the same thing as it is for everyone else. Because the reality is I like to immerse myself in fun projects. I feel really restless when I'm doing nothing. I hate wasting my time. But the point is that I think that a lot of us are quite quick to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, okay, fine. Some things need to be changed as you grow. Not everything is going to serve you properly, but some things will continue to be useful for you. And I encourage you to experiment with trying different things, but at the same time, also don't be too afraid to bring them back into your life afterwards, because at the end of the day, if they served a purpose for you before, they might serve a purpose for you in the long run. But you kind of need to use your 
due diligence here. And the final thing I want to discuss today is lesson number 12. And that is that it is not that difficult to be better than average. So I'm going to use again the example of a 27 year old guy from the UK because I am 27 years old, I am male and I'm from the UK. So it's pretty easy for me to see these things. The average 27 year old man in the UK doesn't earn that much, doesn't exercise, doesn't do much other than go to the pub on the weekends and drinks an insane amount of alcohol every week. They don't have a good diet, they have really bad sleep, they don't have particularly good mental health. If you were to do 10 push-ups to eat five portions of fruit and vegetables per day, drink enough water, learn skills that would be more profitable for you in the long run, and even picked up a hobby. A lot of guys my age in the UK do not have actual hobbies. If you were to pick up a hobby, if you were to join a sports club, if you were to start photography or anything like that, you would automatically be above average. And to be honest, you don't have to take massive actions as well. It's often I find that the small incremental actions build up over time and those get you into a much better position. But seriously, if you are in your 20s and you're around average right now, you really don't need to do that much to take the next step. The only thing you need to do is actually take action and move in the right direction because most people your age won't even do that. So those were the biggest lessons that I've learned over 2022 and that was it for this week. I have found this year really weird. It's kind of gone by quite quickly, but also very slowly at the same time. But I've learned a lot and... I'm sure in 2023, I will learn even more and I'm looking forward to documenting the journey on here as well. But anyway, I hope that you found some value from this. If you did, you can leave a five-star review on whichever platform you are listening to this on. You can also follow along for more. I will leave my Instagram down in the description and you can also contact me via the email as well. And if you go to the website, you can subscribe to the newsletter. But that was it for this week. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next one.